Welcome to another episode of Clear the Air, which is a Simply Stogies podcast after show. I am your host. I go by the Mac. I am Tim. And on the other microphone is the host of Simply Stogies podcast, the voice that you love to listen to when you want to know everything about cigars and the people in the cigar industry. That is James. James, how are you doing? You know, I don't know if any of what you just said is true, but I appreciate the sentiment nonetheless. I am fine. Thank you, Tim, for uh, inviting me back. I guess it's going to be a yeah, you kind weekly, of <laughs> weekly thing, I guess. I don't well, bi-weekly. Yeah, yeah, bi-weekly. Yeah. So the, the podcast comes out on the 1st and the 15th, and then five to seven days later, somewhere in there, uh, Clear the Air will come out, and that's where we're going to kind of just recap uh, the show and talk about whatever else is going on in the cigar world. So episode 97, actually, before we get into that, is it 98? Because yeah. I have 97 your, on my notes. Your notes are incorrect. Ah, well, whatever. What are you smoking? <laughs> well, speaking of episode 98, uh, Ishmael, uh, Olivon, and uh, Banff Cigars, I'm smoking a Don Olivon Intercontinental. Um, mm. So let me let me show the camera here. Now, you're, you know, if you listened to the show, which I'm going to assume you did if you're listening to the after show, you listened to the, <laughs> yeah, to the original show. Uh, so we, you kind of know what we're talking about. But if you go to BanffCigars.com, uh, you can try these out. Now, I just lit this up. And full disclosure, uh, I didn't like th- it's almost rot right off the truck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got these yesterday and the it's a it's a Brazilian wrapper over Nicaraguan binder okay. over African Dominican and Italian fillers. Okay. Brazilian? Brazilian, Nicaraguan, African, Dominican, Italian. That is a crazy mix that I have never heard of before. That's the best thing about Ish and Banff Cigars Mm -hmm. and and Rodriguez Olivon um, uh, Cigar Factory is... uh, they, he works with crazy tobaccos, like just absolutely crazy tobaccos that literally nobody else would touch. Right. Yeah. Because I've never heard of some of those tobaccos that are in that yeah. store. And I actually jumped on his website and I was taking a look and he's just kind of a mad scientist when it comes to his blends. Well, I, I'll tell you what, if he's a mad scientist, I, I'm, I'm picking up what he's laying down. Cause oh, so it's, it's good, really good. So we were talking before before we started uh, before you started the show, right? And and I yeah. told you, I said I'm picking up like a, like just from the cold draw and from you know the aroma off the off the foot and off the wrapper. I'm like, ah, this thing's got some funk, and mm-hmm. it's really really good. Now, if I remember correctly, Ish said uh, he thought African tobacco was the next Cuban tobacco. I believe he did say that. And yeah. I don't, you know, I, I, 20 minutes ago, I still would have looked at you and been like, <laughs> I don't know if that's going true there, uh, Mr. <laughs> Olivon. Uh, he may be onto something because this, this I, I'm going to assume it's the African tobacco. It's got that funky quality that you sometimes get from a really good Cuban. And this is so far, I mean, I'm not very far into it as yeah. phenomenal. 
Interesting. What's the uh, MSRP on 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 that stick? Uh, on this one, it's fourteen dollars cigar. Uh, it's not cheap. And it's, it's but no, but it's not you're dealing with no. But it's not totally ridiculous. And you're dealing with tobaccos that not everybody gets, right? So mm-hmm. you know you're dealing with an African tobacco and an Italian tobacco. Nobody else deals with that stuff. So it's the, the price is going to be a little steep. Uh, and he does have uh, the Don Olivon. Uh, which is what I believe it's called. Let me double check his website here, BampCigars.com. And that's an African Puro is the, uh, okay. is just the, uh, the, the Don Olivon. This is the intercontinental and the intercontinental. I, they're out of stock. I don't know if they're going to come back in stock. Yeah. The Don Olivon pure African is, is the, uh, the Puro. And I got a five pack of that. And I got a five pack of this one and I'm going to do reviews on both. Uh, at some point here in the near future, don't like just hold your horses, guys. I got a, yeah, I got a you, shit you are, ton to get through. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say you're buried oh, in the I reviews. Have no that idea you have how fucking buried I am. But uh, so, like, if you go to <laughs> simplystogies.com, you'll see the the last one I did is uh, up. Uh, that's gonna be the uh, the Luciano Hermosa number four, his favorite, Luciano's favorite cigar. So once I get through a couple of these and give these a chance to uh, you know really acclimate to uh, my humidor. Uh, what I've got them set at, then yeah, like the, the review's coming. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have a tremendous amount of views that are supposed to be coming out of your new lounge, which I, I, if I remember right, as soon as the lounge is up, I'm going to be pumping out reviews constantly. <laughs> Who said that? Not quite that, that way. Huh? Who said that? I don't know. I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know. You know, that was know. the hope. That was the plan, Tim. But as we all know, yeah. best laid plans of mice and men. So very true. Now, uh, Ish and Banff Cigars. Now, this was really cool for somebody who is not it is not a big name in the industry. I've heard of Banff Cigars before, probably because you're in the military. But they're not. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that could be it, but you know, they're not a very big company at all. And he still owns his own factory. He owns a couple of them. It's not like he yeah. just owns one factory. He owns right. several factories, which, uh, is pretty cool in and of itself. But I mean, he, he was raised on tobacco, right? Like he smoked yeah. his first cigarette when he was 13, smoked his first cigar when he was 14. Nobody, nobody has those experiences anymore. I think we were the last generation, Generation X, to have those types of experiences. It would have been interesting, though, because, I, you know, I was like, oh, shit, okay, in a different culture, in a different country, your rules and your, your laws are different, your, the way you're raised, your culture is just different. Oh, yeah. And, and so I would have liked to know, like, okay, is that still the way it is today? Is that part of the culture, you know, I, it's not, from, I, it's not, I, I you know, I, okay. thing, things always change inevitably. And I think he is mm-hmm. even alluded to that a little bit. Uh, I don't know if he out came out right and said that, but I mean, you know, when I talked to him and I asked him about rolling cigars and how he got into that, and he's just kind of like, we all knew how to do it. He's like, my, he's right. like, my generation was the last one. He goes, but anyone who's about 40 years old and above, they know how to roll cigars in Spain. They know how to roll cigarettes in Spain. He's like the young kids, anybody under 40, no idea. Right. So I was like, so millennials and Gen Z have no idea. He's like, no, it's not something that's steeped in the culture anymore, but uh, you know, used to be. So Gen X, man, like we just didn't pass it on to our kids. I And I get that to yeah. a certain extent. Um, 
But yeah, it, it was fun to talk to Ish about the differences because, you know, I, I talked to Nick about this before. What's the difference uh, between Europeans uh, and, and American cigar palate? What's the difference in the cigar culture? And so it was nice to be able to talk to somebody from Europe and get that his viewpoint, you know, and he talked about, you know, Ish said that they had blinders on pretty much. They were just singularly focused on one cigar. And we, we've had this conversation before you and I, Tim, right. Yeah. You know, where here in America, in my opinion, it's like the whole Gen Z thing, Gen X thing, uh, millennial thing. Um, Gen Xers and millennials and Gen Z, they don't, want to smoke just that same thing but right. all of the boomers that's all they want i want that rocky patel edge i want that uh, just give me the gurkha because that's what i've been smoking since the 90s <laughs> i love the gurkha it's like guys and there's he, so much better stuff out there like just I, I look you want a rocky patel edge smoke a rocky patel edge but you've got to give other stuff a try so it was yeah, it was fun we, for him to to be like yeah he's like europeans are like that yeah, we've run into that before, just going to brick and mortars where you have your your regular uh, customers who they just want the five pack of Perdomos or the yeah. five pack of Rocky Patels. And that's what they buy. That's what they smoke. And if you try to talk them into something different, if you're fortunate enough to even get them to light it, they'll smoke a little bit. And then they'll just set it in the ashtray and walk, and walk away. Yeah, I, I hate that. I, I look to each their own. If that's what they want to do, they want to keep those blinders on. They want to be focused on that one brand. I'm going to smoke this Rocky Patel till I die. Great. Good on you. Smoke it. But you know what? For me and my taste and my palate, I like to see what's out there, which is why I was excited yeah. to try this Don Olivon and the Don Olivon uh, Intercontinental. African tobacco, Italian tobacco. Yes, please sign me up. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to try some as well. I went out to the website. I was on my phone. Not a very mobile friendly website, if you ask me. So if you're interested in trying some BAMP cigars, I would definitely suggest going onto a computer and order in a in a computer web browser because you can do it on your I phone. I did. That's where I did mine. I ordered on my phone. It's not yeah. nearly as difficult as, as Tim makes it out. Now, it, it, it for me, I was like, "What the? What?" The, uh, See, it's yeah, funny because I'm the cigar snob and you're the computer snob. That that's how that. Yeah, works. and I think, I think because I'm the computer snob is why I hate doing shit on my phone. Probably it's not that hard, guys. Go to bamcigars.com <laughs> and, and check it out. Uh, I, I am digging this so far. I'll let you know by the end of the show what I what I think. I'm not going to give it a rating because that would be unfair. You smoke a couple yeah. of those, I think. Um, yep. but it's, it's funky and it's different and I'm digging it. Yeah, no. And, uh, I know we have some cigar news and stuff like that, that we want to talk as well, but I do want to hit on, uh, the, 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 the topic. It was in the episode for just a little bit and I enjoyed the shit out of it. And it was kind of evolved around cigar smokers and their spouses. Why do you want to talk and about this? I, I just, I don't know. I just love it because I, I, you know, we had the episode or you had the episode with Island Jim and, you know, his spouse is just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I'll work in the business. I'll, I'll do whatever. And then you have Ish on and, and Ish says how his wife eventually starts just smoking his cigars while his, while he's gone. Uh, you're, you were able to build a studio slash lounge 
in your basement, which uh, I am super jealous of. And here I am, still stuck in my garage, but... It's a nice garage, Tim. It's it, a nice garage. It, it is a yeah, nice it's garage. It's a nice garage. Yeah. Like, uh, kudos to you. Uh, your wife uh, lets you smoke in the garage. It's attached to the house. And before this she, was built, you you had one up on me because my garage is not attached to the house, not heated, uh, not insulated, not finished. Uh, so smoking out there in the winter months uh, was a giant bitch. Um, you know, and so, yeah, like I finally got uh, what I've been dreaming of for the last three or four years. And uh, yeah, it, it is. It is nice. It is very nice. It, it is. It, it, I've, I've had my wife went with me to uh, the Las Vegas Big Smoke. I believe it was in 2009. But other than that, she won't do anything cigar related with me. No, my wife has started to come down here because I spent so much of my time down here. Like that's the, right, probably the only right. way she gets any time with me anymore. Um, but she started to come down here at night and, and watch some television shows with me and smoke. But the interesting thing to me about Ish is it's not so much that his wife is smoking cigars now or any, but it's that the rolling, she's better at rolling than he is. Like, of course. And he's like, that's, that's beginners like do it again. And she does it. Again. He's like, no, nope, that's still beginners like do it again. And she did it again. And he's like, shit, she's going to take my job. <laughs> like, <laughs> like She's apparently really good at rolling cigars. Uh, so I look, I, these companies that are mom and pop, they're called mom and pop for a reason. Right. And it's, I, I mm-hmm. like, I like these small businesses, family owned businesses um, that kind of do it right. And, and that's what ish does. I mean, outside of working with tobacco that nobody does, like he told the story about, you know, being on a farm uh, in Romania. Right. And I'm like, well, how right. do you know what it's going to taste like? You know, when you're smoking that Fuma, yeah, you know what that that particular leaf, that varietal is going to taste like as you're smoking it. But how do you know what's that, what that's going to taste like in your blends? He's like, I just dissect a cigar in my travel door right there on the farm and put it in there and see what it does. He's like, and that gives me a better idea. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I asked Nick, like, have you ever done that? He's like, no. I'm like, I'm sure Nick could do that. Right. Master blender. Right. Yeah. You know, whether or not he can roll, I'm, I'm sure he can. Um, it's, it, but it's an art, right? <laughs> Rolling's an art. I mean, it yeah. really oh, is. Yeah. hundred percent. And I've said this before that I think that there's a first amendment, uh, argument to be made when it comes to premium hand rolled cigars and the art behind it. Um, but I digress cause I don't want to get too political. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I, Nick could probably do that as well, but he never has because I don't think Nick's ever had to. And that's kind of the difference uh, for me anyway, between ish and almost anyone else in in the biz right now that, that has their own company. Like I know at the trade show, Luciano helped somebody out because they were like, Hey, would you smoke my cigar and tell me what you really think? You're like, yeah. So he smoked, he goes, what's in here. So whoever it was, I'm not going to name names because it doesn't matter, but he was like, it's this, this, right. this, and this. And Luciano goes, Oh no, no, it's not. He's like, this is not that. This is something different. Whoever told you it was this lied to you on purpose because this has a, 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 a mineral oil rubbed on it so that it smokes, produces more smoke. He's like, no, no. Whoever sold you this sold you a bill of goods. Like, wow. so there are guys in the industry 
that can smoke and know exactly what they're smoking, right? They they can taste right. it and they know it. I'm not that guy, right? So beyond just that, right? Because a blender has to be able to do that. Like to be able to do it on the fly and be like, there's a limited supply of this tobacco. Because like, who's going after Italian tobacco? Who's going after Romanian tobacco? Who's going after Irish right. tobacco for premium hand-rolled cigars? A whole lot of nobody. I- so yeah, I can't imagine any there are too many people. Right. So Ish is out there in the trenches, right? Fucking dodging grenades, fucking and 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 fucking coming up coming up <laughs> with these brilliant fucking blends. I mean, and this is really, really good. And now I'm not just like I I, I really am digging this. Uh I can't wait to really dive into it and and do a review on it. Uh and get do do a review for the uh the African uh pure African from uh um Olivon. So, I mean, yeah. Well, for, for smoking right off the truck in basically 24 hours or less, I mean, you're selling me on it. I, I, I think I'm going to have to bite the bullet. It's smooth. And pick a few up. But it's full of flavor, right? You can see how, like, I, I, I don't know if I'd call this a Maduro. I can see it's burning really well, too. It's a little wonky, but it's right off the truck. I'm not going to hold it against it. Um, it it's, a, it's, it's a rustic looking wrapper. I mean, it's a, what did I say? It was a Brazilian wrapper. I believe so. And uh, it's rustic looking. It's got, I don't want to say it has blemishes, but it has, it has a lot of, of, of lines. It's a little rough, a little tooth to it. It's a little bit modeled. Um, it's not the cleanest looking wrapper as far as clean lines, not a lot of veins, not a lot of, of bumps. There were no hard spots, no soft spots. Um, the draw on it's a little on the open side for my taste, but it's not like it's so open. It's going to burn wonky and I don't want to take this band off just yet, but I mean, it, it's, it, it's a band or it's a rapper that has character. And I, I, I sure. dig that because that it tells the story, right? It tells the story for me. Um, and, and that's what I, you know, and I said this to, to ish is that people love stories behind cigars. Yeah. Sometimes people look at the band. That's a pretty band. I think I'll bite that. Uh, but for the most part, I don't, they, they have you, have you really bought a cigar based off the band? Oh, absolutely. When I, especially when I first started, I'm like, oh, that band looks kind of cool. Must be a good cigar. Yeah. No fucking clue what I was doing. I was an idiot. And there, I'm yeah. sure there are some people that say I'm an idiot now. I'm probably a hack. I've been called that too. So <laughs> maybe I'm just a fucking hat. There's your nickname. The hack. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah. We've got the Mac and the hack. Yeah. Um, the Mac and the hack. Yeah. So, uh, you know, people in my experience so far, mm-hmm. people would rather have a good story behind the cigar and the manufacturer and know who that manufacturer is and what they're all about, kind of what they bring to the table than they would anything else. They don't want, mm-hmm. they don't want the band, the fancy bands. They could do without all of that. Right. True. They don't need a fancy box. They don't need it to look nice. What they need it to do is be a great cigar with a great story or even a good cigar with a great story. And that'll make it a great cigar. Absolutely. The, the uh, Castagli Cypher is the epitome of a great story. I, I love the story behind that cigar. If you don't know it, uh, do a little research. Check it out because it's phenomenal. The, the band really doesn't matter to me if it's a good cigar. 
But I want to be able to look at the band and be like, oh, this is what that cigar is. Well, I mean, this Don uh, Olivant Intercontinental, the, uh, I mean, African tobacco, who would have fucking thunk it, right? Right. And, and that's yep. the thing about, and that's the thing about Ish. He's traveled, he's been in a ton of countries, you know, he was in the uh, Spanish military, um, you know, and. Oh, and yeah. the guy who he started it with was, you know, doing special ops and shit like that, like that, like they're, they know what they're talking about. And they've been in country doing shit that most of us probably only read about. Right. Right. So, you know, and it's like I said, when people here in the U S think of, oh, it's veteran owned, like immediately there's almost some trepidation a little bit like, okay, what are they taking us for here? You know, are they just trying to use their service? But I mean, he's. Spanish. Spanish. Well, th- yeah. It, when I hear veteran owned, I immediately gravitate to U.S. veteran. Yeah, everybody does. Oh, he's a U.S. veteran. Yeah. Nah, he's a Spanish veteran. No. I think I think his partner may have been U.S. veteran. I'm not 100 percent clear. Yeah, I was going to say I thought his I thought the partner in the company was a yeah, U.S. But I think it, I think it, it's like just ish now. And I'm going to take this this band off because this band I think if I can get it off, God, sometimes this fucking vegetable glue they use. <laughs> just really so this isn't it's not bad certainly not Arturo Fuente fucking glue level thank Christ <laughs> <laughs> you ever tried to fucking take a band off an Arturo Fuente like take fuck the half the rapper with it Jesus fuck um, so I, look you can take a look at the band there I hope that's coming through but you can see it's red and gold and it's 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 almost like a deep red with a little couple of, of bright spots on it and it's got the uh, crest <clears throat> I'm going to call it a crest from the uh, Rodriguez Olivon uh, cigar factory. Um, right there. You guys can see it in there. Now Tim can see it. Oh, there you yeah. go. Oh, I, oh, so it even came with the sticker. Oh, it came with a couple stuff. I got the, I got his business card. He sent that with it. And then uh, a BAMP cigar sticker. So I just haven't put the stickers oh, on, on my man. travel door yet. Uh, but, I'm a sucker for stickers. I love stickers. Fuck. You're like a 12 year old. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I, I like this. It, it red and gold. It's simple. It's not trying to be gaudy. It's not trying to be something that it isn't. Um, it's, yeah. it's eye catching. Um, I don't know if they come in boxes. I really don't. I'd like to see what their boxes look like, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, cause like I said, I just got the five pack and then they're out of stock. <laughs> like apparently I got the last five pack. Right. So yeah, if you want those, they're going to be on back. Order. Yeah, they're probably going to be a back order, but reach out to Ish, uh, you know, email, email the company, go to, go to their website. Let me see if uh, we have something here. Bamf, yeah, BAMFcigars at gmail.com. Like that's pretty easy. B-A-M-F. Bad. Oh, so that is, that is super mom and pop. If your email is at Gmail. Yeah. 100%. So, you know, badass motherfucking cigars. I look, he's a badass motherfucker. I mean, he is. He's a cool guy, super chill, willing to sit down with with myself and Nick and and tell his story and and talk about, you know, being in the on a Romanian farm smoking a fuma and then dissecting fucking his own cigars to try to figure out, you know, what it what what yeah. it's going to do inside a, a you know some of his stuff. I and mean, that's an amazing story. And that's a that's a now, fucking you, skill level I will never have. Skill level ten. Oh, yeah. Now, did uh, Ish say whether he was going to be at the uh, PCA trade show or not uh, this year? I don't think I asked him that. 
Um, mm. I don't know if he will. Was he there last year, the year before? I don't remember seeing Banff cigars. If he, if yeah, if he was, I I don't recall seeing the. Booth. Here's the thing. So I don't like. We're gonna go down I a mean, rabbit PCA, hole, and I don't. Yeah. Like, so full disclosure for those of you out there in in uh, YouTube and Rumble Land, um, and and for those listening, I guess. So we we recorded this on what Sunday morning. Uh yeah, Sunday Sunday noonish, yeah. yeah. So it's now Wednesday, February 28th, Tuesday. Tuesday February 28th. 27th. 28th. Yeah. Are you sure this is episode 90? It is the 28th. Wow, the twilight. Time travel is it hard. Is, as yeah, said. yeah. Um and, and so it it the the mic didn't record on my end. It was my fuck up for whatever reason. Um but we figured it out and so we're we're here now. So we've already had this. But during yeah. that episode I went down a rabbit hole and a rant that I didn't necessarily want to go down and so i promise to spare you from it uh this this go around but but i do want to say you brought up the pca um yeah i i i i, I want to get away from asking folks if they're going to go to the pca and if they bring it up i i will like jim robinson island jim brought it up and i didn't mind talking to him about it because he brought it up but if no one else is bringing it up i'm not going to bring it up because the pca seems to be uh in manufacturing realms Something that's a little divisive. Like, even if they go, like, I don't want to go here, but I kind of have to go here because it's either here right, or the TP yeah. and I don't want to go to TP because TP is kind of a waste of time. Um, you know, so I don't want to, I, I don't want to ask that question anymore because I kind of feel like it puts people on the spot. And it's not something uh, that I really want to do unless of course they bring it up. They bring it up. It's fair game. Uh, you know, I, in my opinion, as a journalist uh, to, to say, <laughs> For those of you listening, I did air quotes around journalist. Uh, you know, then it's fair game. Otherwise, I'm not bringing it up. Yeah, I was just kind of thinking uh, if Nish or Ish, not Nish, Ish Jesus. is going to be at the PCA trade show, maybe we could sit down and, uh, you know, smoke a cigar and shoot the you shit. You just want some of his cigars. That's all you want. Well, guilty yeah, as charged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. no, I mean, that's the whole thing, though, is with the PCA, and we've had this conversation many a times, is that, you know, people love the social aspect of it. The event itself well, yeah. is just kind of, oh, Lord. It is and it you isn't. Know? So, I mean, if you're going to compare the PCA to the TP, and I can't believe we're going down this fucking rabbit hole. Um <laughs> if you're going to compare the two, well, like like we recorded yeah, on Sunday, no, this is a different, you can, you totally can, different rabbit hole. Um, yeah, uh, you know, if you're going to compare the two, the PCA has more exclusives, it has more new releases, uh, it's much larger. Uh, I, I don't care that the big four don't go to the PCA. Like, fuck the big four. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You made your point. You come back or shut the fuck up. TP is not a thing. It's not. It's a great place to network. Yeah, it's I, a great place to get. Uh, you know, make friends and party. But you know what? That's also kind of what the PCA is, right? It's just a big fucking party. It's a big excuse for the whole industry to get together once a year, smoke cigars, drink, and fuck off. Right. I, I don't... So I would love to see the big four at the trade show. I think we would probably end up walking right by them because everybody else covers the big four. The big four. But no. Like Drew Estate needs not. my help. Like Davidoff needs my help. Like I want right. to help General or Altitus. Right, a hundred percent. But at the same time, like I like that they're not there yeah, no. because it opens up the floor for so many more people that normally 
wouldn't be able to get there because those big four take up so much real estate. A huge amount of real estate. Like I don't know if you looked at any of the TPE footage, but have you seen the Drew Estate fucking bridge they've got? Fucking no, I haven't. I've literally, as far as the TPE goes, I've caught a few things on a Discord channel that I'm on. Uh, you're on it as well. As far as the news, I'll click, I'll look through the article or whatever, and I'm just kind of like, eh, it is. I was going to say, it it's not our Discord because I don't talk about TV on our Discord. It's it's not on the Simply Stuff. No, it's on Discord. Oxford's uh, Cigar Company Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know if you wanted to. Why would I not want to talk that. about Oxford Cigar Company? Like, if Lucas is listening, <laughs> hey. Lucas, you should probably carry Banff cigars. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is actually, it's really good. I, I don't want to sound, I, I sound more shocked than I should. Because, I mean, if you're fucking, like, if you're dissecting cigars in the fucking middle of a Romanian fucking tobacco field and putting into, like, shit, you know what the fuck you're doing. So I shouldn't be shocked. But this is, it's really good. And, like, you know, I, I don't think you should compare other brands to other brands, but you always do, right? Like, everybody does. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should. And we try to stay unbiased when we're when we're doing the reviews. But, you know. I'd smoke this over a fucking Rocky Patel any day. I'd smoke this over. Who wouldn't? I'd smoke this over an Alec Bradley. Oh, well, okay. Which Alec Bradley? Ah! Because because there's a few Alec Bradleys that are really good. Speaking of Alec Bradley, uh, I know you know the news. Um, Yeah. um, God damn it. Why are we going down this rabbit hole again? All right. Look. Let me first say before we go down this rabbit hole, like seriously, go to BAMPcigars.com. Like I am very humbled yeah. that Nick was able to get uh, um, Ish Olivan on the show. Like Mr. Olivan is amazing guy, knows his stuff, knows his cigars, has a great story. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go listen to it and then go check out BAMP Cigars. Like I've got no fucking, I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't care if you do or not. I don't make any money. I don't give a shit, but like it's really good so far and it's right off the truck. And, and you can look at this burn line. You can, you know, I haven't touched it up because we're not that good at editing. Um, so I mean, we're just not like, let's just be honest. Tim edits this show. Like, just be glad that it comes out on time. Um, wow. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, but it's, it's really, it's a great cigar. And I wish I kind of had some uh, before talking to him. Cause I think we would have had uh, a much better conversation kind of knowing, you know, how he blends and whatnot, but whatever you asked about alec fucking bradley let's talk about alec bradley yeah let's do it because the alec bradley from what i understand today it's final Mm. has sold the alec bradley business to the scandinavian tobacco group for a whopping 72.5 million dollars is that That, correct yeah that's 100 percent correct congratulations to alan uh rubin and everything that he's built there Oh, for sure. Like that's a huge accomplishment. That's the American dream. You know, the American dream used to be, you know, 2.5 kids, a fucking house with a white picket fence, a, a, a dog, and like you go fishing on the weekends with your fucking buddies, smoke some cigars, drink some bread. Like that used to be the American right. dream. The American dream anymore is I'm going to build something. I'm going to make a lot of money building it. And then I'm going to sell it for even more money and fucking <sighs> retire. I disagree. I think that's the fading out American dream. The new American dream is to load up on Sheba and Doge and make a million dollars. Well, no one's going to do that anymore. 
True, very true. But no, the fact that, you know, whatever the circumstances are and whatever, however they came to the decision, kudos to them. Kudos to Alec Bradley because they built a, a phenomenal brand and uh, they definitely got a shit ton of money for oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like that's, like I said, that's the American dream. Uh, they, yeah. made, they, they made something of themselves, started a company, risked, risked it all, right, to start this cigar company in the 90s, uh, had some growing pains and some some trial and error and and made it work and made it work big to where now he sold to uh, STG uh, or uh, I just will call them General Cigar Company. Might as well. Right, because um, now that's what it is. It's uh, Alec Bradley is no longer an Alec Bradley. It is a General Cigar. And I think anyone who's listened to this show long enough knows exactly what I think of most general cigars. So I don't need to repeat myself and I won't. Right. Um, I would prefer boutique, but there are those guys that like ish said in the uh, episode, have their blinders on. I just want to smoke my Rocky Patel. Uh, my Cohiba red dot. My Cohiba red dot's amazing. If you had a Cohiba red dot, uh, it makes your voice sound like this, like you've been smoking uh, Camel Unfiltered forever. You sound like Marge Shot back in the, back in the nineties, the owner of the Reds. For those of you not old enough to know who Marge Shot is, <laughs> I don't give a shit if you know who who that is or not. That was amazing, Marge Shot. Mar- Mar- dude, dude <laughs> you need to you need to do a whole episode like in this, that voice. Like this. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. yeah. Uh, well, so it's at night. Normally, we record in the morning. Like my kid had, like, I'm just tired my voice is tired i know yeah. everybody can hear it i apologize um i'm trying to suck down water to make it better like the kid had tubes put in her ears yesterday so we were at the hospital at five o'clock and then she like they told us when we got like when we this when they discharged her they're like hey she's probably gonna crash today at some point because of the anesthesia like it's normal don't worry about it. she didn't crash at all she crashed today at school so i went and picked her up she came home she, <laughs> She laid on the couch and I'm like, do you, are you okay? And she's like, my head, my head is sleepy. I'm like, well, if you're sleepy, go to, she's like, no, I'm not sleepy. My head is sleepy. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck that means. Like maybe just take that, like do whatever. Uh, and so I got done playing some PS VR two Gran Turismo seven is amazing. By the way, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, and I'm overly tired. I'm doing voices. Uh, and, and, uh, I went upstairs and my wife's like, oh, she puked like just now. Mm. Like she just puked everywhere. She was on a fever of like 103, like called the fucking doctor. They didn't call back for two hours. It's just been a clusterfuck. So I'm a little tired. I'm a little out of it. But what were we talking about before I started doing fucking voices and shit? We're talking about Alec Bradley. We're talking about general cigar company. Jesus Christ. <laughs> One rabbit hole after another. Um, yeah, make no mistake about it. Alec Bradley is now a general cigar. It is a general yep. cigar product, and it will probably be made like all the other general cigar products. And if you want a good listen, if you listen to podcasts, which if you're listening to my stupid ass, you're, you're listening to podcasts, go listen to the Cigar <laughs> Authority's latest episode because he talks about it. And he talks about these predatory market practices where these large companies buy up these smaller companies. Um, and, and again, I, I, I'm not... I'm not angry about it. I'm not, it's not sour grapes. I'm not even like good on fucking Alan Rubin for fucking selling his shit for 72 and a half million dollars. Right. If you would have right. told me, you know, a day before it happened, Hey, I bet this sells for 72 and a half million dollars. I would have been like, I think you're probably about $50 million too high. 
but it sold for $72.5 million. Right. If that would have sold for $20 million, I'd been like, but why? $72.5 million? A lot of money. Yeah, I mean, who twist my arm? Yeah, I I would take that in a heartbeat. And so, you know, if you read Charlie Minato's uh, 13 thoughts on, on the sale of Alec Bradley, he says in his 13 thoughts that, you know, every month there's a new rumor that STG's buying somebody else. Right. So they're always on the look. And I, I mean, look, before the trade show this last year, what they do? They bought Room 101. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have never thought Boothie was going to sell. And I know this wasn't his main passion, like the jewelry thing and the, the lifestyle thing. Like that's his true passion. I think cigars are just kind of a thing he fell into. Um, I've heard. Yeah. That. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not totally shocked that Booth sold and I don't remember what he sold for, even if you, even if it was disclosed, but regardless, they're, they're buying up these small companies companies that people have actually enjoyed room one one. That, that was a big boutique brand. Yep. Alec Bradley. Arguably one of the what largest the, boutique brands. What was the uh, room 101? The astronaut, uh, Tommy, uh, what the hell was it? The astronaut series. I've only had like two of them. I thought they were pretty good and I've, I'm always on the lookout for them. Yeah. Probably, probably never see those again. Well, no, you probably will, but it'll be full of general tobacco. Mm. Like, here's the thing. Like, I don't know what the agreements are that are in place with the, with the, but they now own so all the blends. They own all the predicates. They own all of the recipes that, that they, ha- that they've had in their vault that they haven't used. They own all the recipes that they have used. So they could bring back anything. They could tweak anything they want. They can literally do whatever they but, want with any of these things. And it's not going to be, I, I'm sorry. It's just not going to be the same. Now I will certainly. So they're going to change the blend is what you're probably, saying. Probably. Wh- why wouldn't you? If Alec Bradley, who doesn't own a farm. Right. And doesn't own a factory and still sold for seventy two and a half million dollars. Right. So if they don't own those things, they were buying tobacco at probably prices that are higher than what general gets when by owning their own farm and owning their own factories. Right. So why wouldn't you just go, Okay, so it's a little bit of Lajero here, a little bit of Seco, a little bit of what? Why wouldn't you just do that and then use your own tobacco and then just call it call it a day? Right. I. I, yeah, I mean, I guess for me, I I probably unless I bought it and then it was a complete yard gar, and I probably wouldn't know that the blend. Changed. Well, and look again, I'm not I, I'm not uh, the biggest Alec Bradley fan out there. I don't like a majority of their stuff. I think the majority of their stuff was being sold to to uh, Thompson Cigar, which is owned by STG, uh, was being sold right. to CI being sold yep. to a uh, cigar page all at huge discounts. And then those discounts are passed on to the consumer. The consumer is not having to pay MSRP on these cigars. Right. But you go into a lounge right. and you're paying MSRP on these cigars or more because of state plus, taxes plus the state tax. Right. But CI and Thompson and famous and all these other places, they, they put the state tax in now. Like only it's, they do yeah, now, only yeah. at certain places online. Do they not do that still? Um, and I don't want to get anybody in trouble, so I'm not going to say who. But yeah, 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 for sure. <clears throat> so I, it, it's it's one of these things where I think cost wise, they spent seventy two and a half million dollars, right? The the shareholders, because uh, STG is a publicly traded company, thought mm-hmm. that it had that much value, approved the buying of it, because I'm sure they looked at it and said we can make these cheaper. 
Plus, we've now we've essentially just bought the name Alec Bradley, a big name in cigars. And it's it, again, if you go listen to the Cigar Authority and, and what uh, Garofalo says there, and he is uh, a, a shop owner, right? So he's he, right. he, he's in the industry that way. He's one of the owners of United Cigars. So he's in the industry that way. And he also runs the longest running cigar podcast uh, going, uh, the Cigar Authority. So he's in the industry that way. The guy wears all three hats. Um, he talks about these predatory practices. And he talks about how these large companies buy these things up and sell them for cheap. And really, are all they're doing is putting mom and pop shops out of business, those, the the B and M's out of business. And they talk about a lot of stuff. They talk about, uh, you know, having to do a buy in, you know. And I think I've talked about this before. Why, if I was a shop owner and I wanted to carry Opus X, I have to not only carry the entire line of Arturo Fuente, including the stuff that doesn't fucking sell. Right. Right. So it's all got to be. on. Yeah. So that's the shit that's sitting on, on your so shelf forever. Right. And it's going to take up a shit ton of real estate. Right. And then mm-hmm. that just gives me the opportunity to buy some. And it's all really based on sales. So now I'm pushing the shit that I really wouldn't want to smoke, but I got to make everybody else smoke. And I'm not saying Arturo Fuente's bad folks. Like that's not what I'm saying. So if that's what you're hearing, like you need to go yeah. back about 30 seconds and re-listen. What I'm saying is there's some stuff and everybody has it. Not every line, not every brand are, have nothing but winners. They just don't. That includes, right. that includes Castagli. Okay. That oh, nobody yeah, yeah. has 100% winners. There are all varying levels of whether I like it or not. Uh, and, and, and so you've got to sell that shit in order to be able to fucking like carry Opus. You're still not going to get all the Opus because he's beholden to all the people who, who sold more than you. And for the people that have been around with him for 20 or 30 years. So the new B and M you're really behind a fucking ape. I, like Garofalo lays it out and I don't always yeah. agree with everything he says, but on this, I am in 100% agreement with everything that he said. And this this Alec Bradley sale again, kudos to Alan. Like that's awesome. I am glad you made money. And if you and you t- a shit ton and of your it two too. sons are not on a goddamn beach somewhere sipping mojitos, being served Will by you-, you know scantily clad women or men, whatever you're into, I don't care. Like Bradley's got that fucking stash in the fucking was, <laughs> the, the fucking. Uh, I was gonna mullet. say that that mullet yeah. that mullet was twenty million. Well, the company was 50.5 and they're like, fucking, he's rocking the mullet. Throw another 20, throw another million. 20 million for the mullet. Uh, you yeah. know, so if they're not doing that, they're doing it wrong. But I mean, kudos to them. But I mean, again, it's just a predatory practice that I think overall hurts the industry because as much as I enjoy online sales and I do folks, you know, I do. Yeah. You, Who does right? I, you get cigars for cheap, but guess what? <laughs> That's not helping your local B and M. In your local B and M, that's where new cigar smokers go. That's where because yep. new cigar smokers, for the most part, have well, no idea what they're doing, and so they'll go online. They'll buy a they'll buy that five pack for twenty bucks from fucking Thompson, right? And they'll get it in the mail. They'll be all excited. And they'll light that motherfucker up, and they'll go, "This is a fucking shitty cigar that tastes horrible. I am not doing this again." Maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe. You you go online, you buy the five pack, you get it. You're like, oh, this ain't too bad, and that's what could get you into the brick and mortar. 
Now you just bought that five pack at let's say $5 a stick because it's on a huge discount. You go into your brick and mortar and now it's 11 bucks because of the markups. And some brick and mortars are better than others. Maybe, maybe you, you might be right. But in my experience, if your first cigar experience is a bad experience, it will be a very long time before you try another one. So your local B&M is where you want to direct new cigar smokers. Why? Because the local B&M is going to help them decide what to smoke. And they're going to ask the questions. How long have you been smoking? Oh, it's your first time. Oh, well, that tells me where I should kind of guide you. Have you ever smoked tobacco before? No, you haven't. So you're like, you don't want something that's going to put you on your ass and make you sick. You don't want something that you're going to smoke a quarter of the way through and then put it down because you feel vomitous. Yeah, true. I will say this, though. If that were me when I started smoking cigars, if I would have walked into a brick and mortar and said, and they said, hey, do you smoke cigars? No, I'm brand new. Oh, okay. They're going to put me towards something lighter or something Connecticut. But I was also at that point in time a cigarette smoker. So I'm used to large amounts of nicotine. Right. Okay. A Connecticut's going to be like, eh, whatever. Right. But again, so that's asking questions. So what if you went online right. and you were like, oh, they're running a special on these fucking Macanudos. I'll smoke one of those. You get it. You're like, this isn't doing anything for me. And it kind of tastes a little bit like sure. cardboard and like feet that haven't had a fucking shower for two days. I'm not saying that's what Macanudos that- taste like. I'm also not saying that's not what Macanudos taste like. You make your own decisions. Um, right. Well, everybody's palate's different. Right. So one person will not yeah, I'm like not it trying and to, 10 others yeah, will. I don't want to yuck another man's yum. I get that. So like, I, yeah. Well, you've said it and many people have said it. it is, if, it's a, if it's produced, somebody is going to like it and somebody is going to smoke it. Yeah. I, well, I think there's, yeah, there's a, if, if it comes to market for the most part, for the most part, uh, there's probably there's probably a palate out there or two that that will enjoy it. But yeah, so I, that's all I'm saying, guys, is you need to support your B&M. Like all of that to say this, support your B&M. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't want to have to sit here once or twice a year and like, I got another one fell, another boutique company fell. Like I know what the big rumor is about the next one. Who's who, who's going to sell next? I'm not going to say who it is. If you say it, I'll bleep it out. No, because they can lip read. Oh, well, do this. You're going to bleep it out? <laughs> yeah, I'll bleep it out. No yeah. way. Damn. Oh. That's the big rumor. Now, whether or not that happens, I like who knows? Who cares? Um, right. It doesn't matter. And if it does, kudos to to that that company's owners. Because I don't again, I'm not begrudging them that. But if that's what happens, that's just another one that falls. You know, and, yeah. and you could literally go down the line. I mean, look, if you're only producing half a billion cigars, like, let's say like 250 million cigars a year, quarter of a okay. quarter of a billion cigars. It's not a lot. You're only, if you're doing that and somebody comes along and they're like, Hey, we want to give you 45 million for your operation, for the brand, for the, for your recipes, for the predicate, for the blends, for all of it. Yes. Where do I sign? Yeah, right. Where do I sign? If you come to Simply Stogies and you put $1.2 down. Like I, right. I would be like, wait, hold on. I'm going to need X amount out of my stock for my personal stash 
right? Because right, I like, because right. honestly, I, I'm going to smoke the shit that I fucking built. I'm going to smoke that because I know it's good. So I'm going to need X amount out of that. So here's all my inventory. Yeah, like 45 million shit, 4.5 million. <laughs> Look, if you're interested in buying Simply Stogie's podcast, $4.50, baby. Uh, put that, <laughs> put that shit in my hand, little man. And we, you are fucking it done and done. <laughs> well, as I, as I have a coughing fit, I think that's a perfect uh, phrase to end this episode on. So <laughs> I feel like, I feel like four twenty five. I feel like that kid on that eighties movie. Where's my $2, $2, where's my $2. All right, James, uh, we'll just end it there because we've been at it. We're going down a rabbit, <laughs> rabbit hole. holes everywhere. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know where to go. Uh, thank you for coming back. Oh, oh, Nick is going to Cuba. Yeah, that's the next episode of Simply Stogies. Uh, Nick's going to come back from Cuba. Give us the lowdown. Let us know what's going on there. Look, the Cuban president showed up. El Presidente showed up to the Habanos what? Festival for a little bit. Yeah, well, like, look, when you're bringing in half a billion dollars, which is what Habano SA said they brought in last year. Like, you know, the president should probably show up and be like, hey, thanks, guys, because, you know, we don't really make any money anywhere else because we're communists. So, Right. Yeah. Well, you just show up, you shake a couple hands, we you only, take the briefcase, and you go. Right. We're making money. We're making money, finally. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, freedom. Well, why don't you talk to Nick <laughs> after the show and see if you can bring him on? Who's <laughs> the Cuban president? No, yeah. no, not the Cuban president. Who? No, 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 no. This is, have, have Nick come on clear the air. Have him come on the after show. All right. Yeah, no, he said he wanted to. All right. Why? 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 So we can. He, okay, look, he comes on the after show. That's fine. But I, I we're not going to regurgitate everything that happened on, on the show before. No, 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 no. We don't do that here. <laughs> I hope not. Like, we'll find rabbit holes to go down or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. I'll do more voices. Yeah. Uh, like, fuck it. Yeah. Whatever. Now, why do I sound like what? What? What was that dog? The oh. dog the, with the hand puppet dog, uh, and he would he would be like, uh, "Good enough for me to." Oh, on. the the comic, the comic dog. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but he had a cigar. <laughs> I remember that, dude. I'm going to remember that name at yeah, two o'clock in the morning. And Alice like, Bradley, good enough for me to poop on. <laughs> Simply stogies, <laughs> good enough for me to poop on. I mean, that was like, that was a stick. That was the whole thing. Uh, something the comic insult dog fuck yep. yeah someone's gonna comment like you two idiots it's this and i'm gonna be like yeah yeah great thanks triumph hey, there you go triumph triumph <laughs> I, baby. Had to, uh, I had to use comic i had to use dog. the google yeah, machine there you go all yeah. right well, i was wondering why you were quiet i was like i thought he was in the show and then you get yeah, it. I'm, try, I'm trying to, people, but then yeah. you just keep because well, people <laughs> are going to be like these two idiots have the fucking internet right at their fingertips instead. They're just going to be like, I can't remember it. Fuck it. And we'd edit all that out. But again, Tim's doing the editing guys. So. And you'll be lucky if it gets done yeah, on time. Like, who knows? My audio might be all fucked Fuck up. Dick. <laughs> no, 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 no. It might just no. not be there. So, so what you don't know. Yeah. It's if it's not there, it's on him. Uh, James, you do all the audio work. I'm doing the video work for Clear the Air. So if the audio sucks and it's just me, it's because I'm in my garage. If the audio yeah. sucks and it's the both of us. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Blame it on the voice. Yeah, yeah blame it on the voice. That's what you always do anyway, fucker. 
I think when I edit this episode, I'm going to throw in multiple personalities for each voice that you do. <laughs> I'm just going to smoke that Gurkha. The Gurkha is amazing. I'm going to smoke that Gurkha right now. I'm going to... All right, James, let's get the hell on out of here and move on. Yeah, no, that's it. Join us next time, guys. Uh, when Tim's going to be doing Tim, uh, uh, hopefully Nick will be doing Nick. Uh, and I'll probably still be fucking all over the place doing all kinds of different voices. Until then, stay smoky, friend.